Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner. Philip Hoff, I got to tell you, man, this is going to be the longest, most complex show we've ever done. I've prepared so much content, tons. We're going to be talking for hours. There's a table of contents to our show notes this week. It's huge. Actually, I prepared nothing. Neither did this I. We're most, doing great. Uh, <laughs> this is the least prepared I've ever been. And, you know, no regrets here. We're just going to wing it today because uh, I kind of ran out of time here and uh, I apologize to everyone, but we have plenty to talk about though. There was some great books last week. There's another I've been reading kind of on the side that I think is worth your time as well. We'll get to that. The one I want to start with, Phil, James Tynan IV has entered the Sandman country. He's now writing a new book for DC's Black Label. It's everything I expected it to be. Uh, he he does he eases you into horror so well yes. and makes you uh, your skin crawl just very subtly from panel to panel and just makes you uneasy. I I thought this was a remarkable first issue. I am madly in love with this guy right now. I Donny Cates was my favorite writer. Now it's him, like hands down. <laughs> the other book I'm reading, the one I teased, is something called Wind. I went off and found it. And there's 10 issues of this. It's from Boom Studios. Surprise, surprise. These don't cost thousands of dollars, though. No, they don't. Issue. I got issue one for cheap. Yeah, and they're they're longer issues, too. So, uh, mm-hmm. But it's almost like a video game come to life, or a video game in comic form, I would say. Yeah. I adore this series. So I've been reading that on the side. I didn't get through all of this week's books. I don't think you have either. No, I'm missing three that I have not gotten through yet. But let's first, let's get back to Sandman. What was your take on this first issue? Um, I thought it was great. You absolutely nailed it with the creepiness and the subtleness of the creepiness with a really dark, not necessarily dark, but some really twisted stuff going on here with some very unique characters as well. Um, I don't remember. Madison. It starts with a painter named Madison. Yes. Madison Flynn, who is uh, kind of going through her life through her paintings. Yes. And she dreams of... uh, a particular man without eyes. Instead of eyes, he has mouths. Mouths with teeth, lots of teeth. <laughs> Very disturbing. So instead of blinking, he's kind of chomping, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, his name is the Corinthian. That dream comes to life, much like everything in the Sandman universe. There's more to it than just what you see in your dreams. And that's kind of what kicks this off. Yeah. And then you meet a couple of other characters that also exist in the dreamscape as well. Um, Agony and Ecstasy, Mr. Agony and Mr. Ecstasy. Our, our lead character does have herself a, a, a fling with somebody, if you will, after a certain gallery that happens, and there's some nudity involved for those of you that are big fans of nudity. The oh. art style to me felt very much like A Nice House on the Lake, which is also written by James Tynan IV. Yeah, and the art is from Lisandro Etherins. I think I pronounced that right. If, if you're going to be a famous artist... Your name, as you'll find this episode, just have an elaborate last name that I cannot pronounce. (laughs) No offense to any artists out there or anything like that. I cannot pronounce many names, but (laughs) a lot of times in comics, I'll just sit and look at it like, ah, how do I pronounce this? But the art is perfect. It's like almost, it's like dark watercoloring. Yes. I think that's the best way to describe it. I don't know, again, how many issues this is going to be. I just want it to keep going. I want this to be another ongoing series for him. I want him to write. Everything. Like five books a month. Here he is. 
Well, I know. I don't want him to sleep anymore. I just want him to keep going, 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 going. You're getting borderline misery here. (laughs) Tie him up. (laughs) He can talk through the script. I'll type it out for him. (laughs) We're good to go. We'll feed him. It'll be okay. I don't even know what to say after you just threatened to tie up James Tide in the fourth and feed him. And you know his work is just remarkable. Everything he's he's done lately is just fantastic over there's, these last few years. Yeah, there's not a book with his name on it that I see that I don't that I don't jump on, and I think I might actually be responsible for tipping you off on a lot of this stuff too. Yeah, and he was kind of what was our kind of entry point? Was it Batman? Um, he was on Batman, and I don't really think we necessarily realized how good he was on Batman. And then I veered off into Department of Truth, at which point I discovered something's killing the children. At which point you lost your gosh darn mind and acquired <laughs> everything ever for something's killing the tr- children. And now it's well because I also really enjoyed Nice House on the Lake when that hit as well, and I still do. And again, everything he's writing right now, I just I can't get enough of. Yeah, and the other one is Wind. This is a finite series. It's done. People have been asking if there will be 11 and an issue 11, and it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. And it's just from a few years ago, so you can get the trades. This is with all the issues have art from Michael. You can do Dial- it. Dialness. How do I do? I, I'm giving you Dial- an eight and a half out of 10. <laughs> and the synopsis on this, I'm just going to read this real quick. In a world where magical heritage is punishable by death, a young boy named Wind, and it's W-Y-N-D, must hide his true identity and pointy ears from everyone in Pipetown, even if it means he'll never have the normal life he wants. But when his secret is threatened, Wind is forced to leave his home behind and embark on a dangerous quest. I'm going to leave it there because it's going to go beyond uh, that first issue. But that's kind of where that first issue kind of maybe the first couple issues leave off. Yeah, first issue, he hasn't quite left home or anything like that yet. Um, you see the bandaged man. I think that's actually what his name even yeah. is in, in yeah. the story as well. He comes into town and everybody's just like, oh, crap, there's something weird magical going on if we're bringing him back. And that's kind of where that first issue ends. Yeah, and it, there's a simplicity to his writing here. None yeah. of the panels really stand out as like, oh, he's doing something shocking. But he just subtly builds tension and these moments where you just kind of get lost in it and, and you start rooting for the characters or being terrified for the characters, even though the setup is, is fairly basic. And that's kind of everything. Something is killing the children. I guess Department of Truth is him going the exact opposite direction. Yes, there's a lot where of he's words. pulling from history and, <laughs> and is just really going wild on what is existence. Right. Yep. But most of his stories are very simple. And I love that the simplicity works and he's kind of a brilliant craftsman of that wind go pick it up i'm loving it go pick up an easier thing to find is the sandman uh what is the name of it officially nightmare country nightmare country sandman nightmare country issue one came out last week do not sleep on that one it's fantastic hands down my favorite book of the week how about you Agreed. 100% agreed. Uh, the only part that bummed me out is that our store sold out of the Kelly Jones variant, so I didn't get to get that. Oh, how many rib cages are on the character on that cover? <laughs> it's Kelly Bat- Jones, by the way. Uh, what was it? Uh, Batman No Man's Land. No, Batman Nightfall. He was doing the covers for yep. Batman. He did all the covers for a lot of Nightfall. Batman for many, many years. But yeah, definitely all of Nightfall he did. Uh, he draws like... Um, like haunted types of characters really, really well, which is what's on the cover of the variant of Nightmare Country. 
so, and that's how I recognized it was him right away. And I clicked on it. I'm just like, there's no, oh my God, it is. I need to find this cover. And I've stared at it on eBay a handful of times and I have not pulled the trigger on it, but I'm going to. One one book about, uh, if we're focusing on art here, that I think people should pass on is A Town Called Terror. Issue oh, I didn't one. grab that. Oh, it reminded me of Batman Reptilian. Oh, Jesus. Just uh, the art, it, it, it's hard to focus on. It's kind of blurry. There's not a lot of words in this and, and the things they focus on from panel to panel, sometimes it's like turning on a light or starting a car, but then there's gaps between other panels that it's like, whoa, that was very sudden. All of a sudden you, you spent all this time turning on a car, but now we have this huge gap or this. Yeah. Just seems like there's a lot of time lost between panels and I just could not get into it. I, I didn't care about the terror that they're setting up. It is a place called terror, but you know, the things that go bump in the night didn't do anything for me. And yeah, I was very disappointed by that one. That makes me glad that they sold out of it. Oh, that's why I thought maybe you looked at the art and you were like, uh-uh. No, it was sold out because I even asked about it. And they're like, yeah, no, we only got a couple of copies and they were gone pretty quick. This one's a little expensive. There's Image Comics. They're celebrating their anniversary. They have a new series coming out that's just called Image. And it is a collection of 10 different stories, 10 short stories, or I guess the first chapter of 10 stories, which is very short. You know, you get like six pages per story. And this is issue one. It has a new Radiant Black story in it. But Phil, I think it's worth picking up for just the first story alone. The first, it's part one of 12. It's called The Blizzard from Jeff Johns. And it has a nice ring of horror almost like the the thing movies it's not alien or anything like that but it has a conspiracy and something that's out there that's mysterious and and i'll leave it at that because that's pretty much all we got it's it's very short okay but i was intrigued i was like oh this is awesome is this going to bleed into the next story in the comic and that is not the case there's a new scotty young story in here I have a feeling this series is going to be something everybody's going to want to pick up for key issues because I think you're going to get some origin stories in here. Yep. Almost like um, the old Dark Horse Presents. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great uh, comparison. Uh, I, I can't remember how many different comics started there. Sin City. Mm-hmm. I think was even Hellboy? like, uh, I think Hellboy was as well. And I almost want to say they did like an Aliens title out of there too. Yeah, or Predator. Or Predator, yeah. I think Hellboy's first appearance was in John Byrne's Next Men, and I have that issue. He's like on the cover. Um, yeah, that that was a wild time where you had all these crossovers. You had these kind of uh, collection books, seeing what would stick, see what what people would get into. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting age for comics. And Anything else? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say we should also point out that the the image book that came out that number one, it's a really inexpensive cover price on it. It's only $5.99 and it's about the same size as uh, almost like a trade paperback type of a thing. It, it's a, it's a hefty, it's a hefty read. Yeah. It's a big book. It's got a spine on it. It feels really nice. High quality. Yeah. It's, it's, you get some good bang for your buck on that one. Uh, anything else stand out to you this week? Um, I did of course enjoy the Batman Catwoman because it just kind of feels like long Halloween to me, but with more of a Christmas theme. That's issue um, 11. Issue 11 of that, and I think that one's only going 12. I also briefly want to touch on, I adored the first half of Elektra number 100. I don't know if you've read that yet. Yes, I did. Yep. Yeah, you uh, could go into that. Okay. I really enjoyed the battle between her and Typhoid Mary, and them kind of talking things through as well, and learning why Typhoid 
or why Mary is with Wilson Fisk. And like, they really dig into the character in ways that you don't necessarily see done with typhoid Mary a lot, or at least not a ton, but like with the split personality or the multiple personalities that exist in her head and like Electra trying to cut through that. And they're talking to her doctor and like, it's a very unique battle because she keeps talking to her and asking her like, okay, who's in charge right now? I thought it was really well, well written. And it's, if you don't know typhoid Mary very well, it's a good introduction to her too. Yeah. Another story I thought, uh, that I, d- I didn't think I was going to like, but I enjoyed a lot was X-Men issue 10. Uh, I think I told you they're on Araco. They're on like Mars now, yeah. the, the mutants. Well, this one goes a little further, Phil. Okay. A, a little further into orbit, that is. This one takes place on Araco's moon Phobos. And it is not Wolverine, Logan the Wolverine. It is uh, X-23. It's Laura Kinney as Wolverine. So she's got the metal claws, the adamantium claws, but uh, wooden bones or, you know, bone bones. I don't know what you call regular bones. <laughs> what do you call those? <laughs> bone bone. <laughs> <laughs> Phone bone. Phony bone. Phony bone. Uh, from the bone books. Yeah, this one has a lot of fights. So you, like you said, you liked the fight. This one has a big battle uh, in it as well. It's called the Sisterhood of Metal Bones. And it is just mostly kind of a fast-paced battle against Lady Deathstrike. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that one's worth looking at if uh, if you're curious about a kind of standalone X-Men book that you could just jump right into. I felt like uh, this is, yeah, this was a nice jumping on point for me. And I'll be back for the next issue. Interesting. Uh, did you read Flashpoint? I did. I guess we should call, maybe not call that a Flash book, but a Thomas Wayne Batman book. Yeah. What'd you think of that? I liked it a lot. I did too. I liked the direction that it was heading and like him just trying to unravel what's going on and trying to warn people. And it got pretty grim for a second too. There's uh, a new villain, I think, uh, Mm -hmm. the Clockwork Killer. Yeah. So this could be a key issue. And yeah, there's there's some really dumb stuff going on with DC. Isn't there always? Well, they circle DC. Like they've done this in the past where it was like Doomsday Clock and they circle like the D and C and Doomsday Clock. Yeah. And then this one is something continuum or something and they circle the C on that one. I'm like, oh, you guys got to stop. Like we know we're reading a DC comics book. This is, you're not being clever anymore. This is just getting annoying. Brad in marketing thinks it's a great idea and Brad always has good ideas. (laughs) They're, they are setting up a lot of events that are going to be moving forward here. A lot of teases that they want you to pay attention to, like a dry erase board or chalkboard with all sorts of words on it. Some of that's probably going to lead to series down, you know, a year or two from now. I love that kind of stuff. You know, when they put all that in there, you get some really good Bruce Wayne moments. You get some great, even better Thomas Wayne moments. He is just unhinged. Yes. And it's it'll be interesting to see where this goes, because this is just issue zero, right, of this whole new thing, and it's going to spread out into other series and be its own thing probably for the next five months or so. I also thought it was interesting that they teased 5G in there as well, because that was the big rumor heading into like 2020 that they were going to do this 5G thing. Yeah, that was like 5G is the rebranding of or the relaunch of a universe. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's happening now. But again, they've teased it in the past. So (laughs) I don't know if they've teased it in book, though. But no, it's always just been like internet mumblings and rumors. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe it will happen here. But 
Yeah, that was that was an interesting read. That's the first thing I read this week. And then I read Sandman. And uh, after Sandman, I was just like, oh, <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> what happened in Flash. Forget that was even a book. The other one I liked that's coming to an end. You just brought up Batman Catwoman. That's issue 11. There's only one more of those. So that is a finite series at 12. Batman 89, number five, I thought was really fun, too. And that series, the whole concept of that series is it is the third movie of Michael Keaton's Batman movies. And yes, I mean movie when I I didn't misspeak there. (laughs) They are telling the movie story in comic book form. So you get kind of get the end of the trilogy there with um, Harvey Dent turning into Two-Face, more Catwoman, a new Robin. It's wonderful. It's too bad that film didn't get made. It is. Uh, I can see them picking this one up and going with another one after it as well, after they've told this next fir- this next feature film, if you will, and, and maybe going with another Batman 89 part two or whatever they may want to call it, because it, it feels like they're leaving a lot open in the universe to be interpreted, where things well, can still be thing. played with and they might come back. Maybe they're leaving it open intentionally because Michael Keaton's going to appear in the new Flash movie. This is true. And he's going to be in the, is it Batwoman or Batgirl? TV series. I think it's on about HBO. Woman, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. No, Woman's the one that's on CW. Yeah, I think it's Batgirl. He's going to yeah. be in in some new mo- movie and TV show. So maybe they're setting up all that stuff, which would be awesome. Like mm-hmm. if they could branch that out of the uh, the comics. Maybe that's too ambitious. Well, yeah. I don't know because now they're doing all that Earth Prime stuff too. That's all revolving around the CW shows. So I I could see it being a thing. Yeah, potentially and. Speaking of movies, we we just got the new trailer for Thor, <laughs> Love and Thunder, an awesome title. You got some Guns and Roses playing during this. It's mostly just Thor trying to find uh, who he is, mm-hmm. <laughs> what his role in the universe is going to be. There's not a lot of action here. Some really great CG sequences. Yes. You get to see some goats pulling a flying boat. I like that a lot. That's clever. That's straight out of the comics. Also, yes. them standing on a snowy hillside looking at a giant dead beast. That's straight out of a comic. Like, the same exact panel. Mm-hmm. His outfits, his Ravager outfit, that's from a comic book. All of it's from the comics. I love that. That is the ultimate fan service. Yes. Where you could tell the creators are just pulling some of the things that they loved from the comics and are bringing them forward for the, you know, a whole new generation to experience on the silver screen. I think that's just wonderful. I thought the trailer was a lot of fun, and I thought some of the big like cityscapes were very, very beautiful as well. It, uh, it came across kind of as cheesy at times with the Guns N' Roses playing in the background, but it made me chuckle in the long run, especially with the, with the font that was used for the, for the title of the movie. Yeah, and two kind of big reveals there were he was looking at Star-Lord mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of lovingly, which was, yep. <laughs> I like that, that awesome they're fun together and then uh right at the end uh, the new thor you know jane foster yes essentially taking over not only the hammer but also the name mantle of thor uh implying that maybe the thor we know uh chris hemsworth will be finding uh a different role in the universe maybe taking over for odin we'll see what uh what they come up with there in the comics jane foster became thor she was dying of cancer and getting that power helped save her life, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was a big moment uh, for her. Jane Foster, we have not seen a lot of her in these movies. We don't know kind of where she's at. And her costume uh, looked badass too. Oh yeah, it was spot on. 
Yeah, Chris, Chris Hemsworth had a bunch of different outfits. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was surprised how many different Thor outfits we saw. <laughs> There's a montage at the beginning of that trailer where he's running through time and you see his original costume. It's the second one when he's like a teenager or maybe 20 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh there's a nod again just so many nods I I yeah I was very pleased by that I know people were freaking out cuz the movie's coming out soon and there hasn't been a trailer and people are speculating like maybe there's something hidden in Moon Knight or we got to wait for Moon Knight to end before something's revealed but that's not the case it's just you know marketing moves in mysterious ways and it, at least in the game universe marketing cycles are getting a lot smaller shorter which isn't necessarily a bad thing in my opinion no, we used to have them years out, a year out, six months out, and now it's very quick, like three months. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you don't even get marketing. Just a game like Apex Legends comes out and uh, you get that sweet shadow drop. Launched. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And it's a success. One of the most successful games in its, its genre. So maybe movies are heading that way. And maybe that helps cut down on spoilers, all that stuff. Um, I would like to see less i can't help myself when new trailers come out i i'm so excited i want to see them you know i just want to dive into it so um but yeah who knows we'll we'll see but we got a lot of marvel stuff coming out we have dr strange in the multiverse of madness we have thor love and thunder and obviously moon knight continuing on here for the next few weeks so good times on the silver and small screens and in related movie news, it, I can finally watch Batman as it's hit HBO Max. That's right. It is on HBO. I, I can't wait to hear what you think of that. That came out. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. So on I think Tuesday, it just came out but, today, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I hope. Uh, yeah. It's hope not people Tuesday. Check it it's out. Monday. Oh, it's Monday. I'm sorry. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> what it's day right is. in the show notes. <laughs> All those notes I wrote down. <laughs> Phil, I don't have anything else. Let's move on to next week's books. All right. All right. Let me just scroll through all of these show notes. Oh, my goodness. It's going to crash my computer. There's so much here. Um, 420, Phil. Yes. 420. April 20th. Known for new comic book releases. And Earth Day, I think. Yeah. We have Nightwing number 91. The Flash 781. Mm -hmm. Getting it. Hulk 6. Yeah. Getting it. That was genuine excitement you people just heard. (laughs) (laughs) The Avengers 55. Getting it. Oh, boy. Wolverine 20. You're going to get it, aren't you? Uh, yeah, he's probably like on Europa or something. <laughs> the Nice House on the Lake, number eight. All over that. World's Finest, number two. I'll grab that as well. Me too. Batman the Night, number four. Yes, please. Catwoman, 42. Robins, number six. That's the last issue of that, I believe. Yep. I'll get Spider that. Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, number two. Getting it. There's uh speaking of Thor, she's on there. Really? Yeah. Catwoman, Lonely City, number three. Captain America, number zero. Yes. I'll probably grab that. So that's going to bleed into two different Captain America series. One focusing on Steve Rogers, the other Sam Wilson. Okay. Ice Cream Man, number 29. Oh, that's coming back. 
I haven't gone through that first trade yet. Yeah, I still haven't picked it up yet either. Hmm. Blue and gold, number eight. Is that Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, if I remember right? That's right. They look so happy on this cover. They're (laughs) having the time of their lives. It's April 20th. They should be happy. (laughs) The Walking Dead Deluxe, 37. I'll probably grab that. Shang-Chi, number 11. Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl, number two. Power Rangers, 18. Homesick Pilots, 14. Doctor Strange, Nexus of Nightmares, getting it. What's that? I have no idea. Should I click into it? Let's click into it. Yeah, let's find out. Because I marked it down as getting it just because just because Doctor Strange has been really good lately. All right, here's the here's the bio. Ready? Mm-hmm. Nightmare has invaded Doctor Strange's dreams and turned them into terrible nightmares. He's dead. <laughs> these dark these dark feelings now inhibit every fiber of Doctor Strange's walking life. He's or dead. waking life. Oh, it's, and it's left him weak and unable to protect the realm. Now Baron Mordo and Nightmare are ready to strike. Can Steven strike Nightmare's grip over him? Or will the world be lost to Nightmare's dream realm forever? He's still dead. I wonder if this is like a throwback issue. I don't know. I'll check it out just out of curiosity. It's written by Ralph Macchio. The Karate Kid? No. Oh. No. No, that'd be cool. It explained how he didn't know, you know, that he was dead. <laughs> He's been kicked in the head too many times. <laughs> yeah. Slumber, number two. Yeah. Refrigerator full of heads, number six. I'll grab that. That's the final issue of that. Black Hammer, Reborn, number 11. Philadelphia, number 21. That's such a cool title. I wish I would have gotten it on the ground floor. So is this one. Animal Castle, number five. Wonder I, Woman Evolution number six. You're going to say something about Animal Castle? Well, I just get these really weird visions of animal crackers playing inside of a sandcastle in my head. <laughs> I and picture it's... just animals in a castle. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Earth Prime 2, Superman and Lois. The heck is that? It's the one based off the CW show, like the Batwoman was a couple of weeks ago, and it's uh, huge. Okay. It's a massive read, and... I was kind of disappointed by it. All right. We'll pass on that one then. All right. Bolero number four. (laughs) Uh, Blade Runner Origins number 11. Transformers Beast Wars Annual number one. Oh, boy. Getting it. (laughs) I (sighs) was Knighted number five. What is this about? The Secret History of the War on Weed number one. Well, it is April 20th. Don't get it. (laughs) <laughs> we live age of Peladonians number two by the way if the secret history of the war on weed is at our comic store I will be picking that up okay Aerosmith behind enemy lines number four Aerosmith the band mm, nope I don't think so oh probably A-R-R-O-W-S-M-I-T-H yes. like a yes. crafter of arrows got it <laughs> <laughs> the crimson cage number five I'll be getting that Hell Sonya, number four. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Armageddon game, pregame. Wait, what? Number one. <laughs> it's a pregame show comic to the big event in Turtles history. Okay. Primos, number three. I'll get that as well. That's Primos, by the way. Primos. Speaking of things that you can't pronounce. Yeah. Faithless, three, number three. Stranger Things, number two. 
the Vampire Slayer number one, getting Which, it. What? Just because it's a number this one? From, well, this is from Boom Studios. Okay. This is, okay, I'm clicking into this here. Uh, a bold new story in the universe begins, courtesy of Hugo Award-winning author Sarah Gailey, who did Eat the Rich, and artist Irene Flores. She did Just Beyond. After Oh, this is about Buffy. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I want to go there. I kind of like my Buffy where I left my Buffy. Yeah, they took the Buffy off the Vampire Slayer title. It's just called the Vampire Slayer, and it's it's a like white silhouette image of who this new character is going to be. So I guess it'd be a key issue in this universe. But yeah, I thought it was going to be something new from Boom. So let That's me get this straight. First, the Power Rangers quit Mighty Morphin, and now Buffy's no longer Buffy and just a Vampire Slayer? Yeah, it's just a different Vampire Slayer. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, next issue, Jennifer Blood, number seven. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Number 115. Is it a key looks issue? Like there's, yeah, it there's, uh, looks like the debut of a haunted chess set, you know, playing <laughs> chess. That's what I see on the cover. Oh, this might intrigue you. This looks like a horror serial killer thing called Canceled from Scout Comics, and it has like a demonic clown on the cover. I saw the cover, and if it's there, I'll probably grab it. All right. Uh, Phil, that might be it. Not seeing anything else. That's a sh- not a great week for me. I might take some chances on things. Yeah, that's kind of why I put down a handful of things that I did, too, because that puts me up to 15, which is back to a pretty standard week after last week's triple-digit count. Oh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Forgotten Myths, number two. And uh, here's the big book of the week, Star Trek Ferengi, number one. Yes, Ferengi, those, the bartenders from Deep Space Nine have their own comic, finally. Hold on, it's a comic book about bartenders? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, shopkeeps, they, they, they like their money. That's, that's the Ferengi, they like making money. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of a light week, but there's some good stuff here. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Hulk, for sure. That's the big one. You popped for it in my mind, I did too. <laughs> And then that's going to be the last one until Donny Cates brings in the Hulk Thor huge war that's going to be going on in, I think, five different comics. And it kind of seemed to me like they hinted at that at the end of the last issue of Hulk as well. Yeah. So this should be really setting that up. And then we're going to have to be alternating between that and Thor, which we're already doing anyways. So yeah, sounds like a miserable time. Easy, yeah. Not an easy, not a terrible lift for us. <laughs> uh, that's a shorter episode, but you know. We didn't have a lot to talk about. We didn't prepare. We're we're sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We recorded for as long as we normally do, even without preparation. All right. Well, then we made it work. Yes. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Phil, uh, for being on this journey. And we'll be back in seven short days. We'll see you then, everybody. Thanks, as always, and take care. <laughs>